Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now in today's episode, I want to look at the whole area surrounding business ethics. And I suppose what really has prompted this was in the last month, one of our sort of really largest construction firms called Carillion has gone into administration. And a lot of people say, oh no, Carillion's gone into administration. How can that happen? I mean, you think about it. How does a massive construction company, we're talking about billions in turnover, go into administration owing about 1.6 billion? Now you think about it, this is a company that has accountants, that has an accounting function, that has full visibility, all those things that you would expect from a corporate structure. Yet we still have 1.6 billion, of which 900 million approximately is in the pension fund. You see, when something like that happens, it's going to be one of two things. Either, number one, you are a crooked bastard. Or number two, you are an incompetent bastard. You choose. And it's just, it is just wrong. You think about it, 20,000 employees have been working for this business, trusted in this business... More importantly, probably plan their future retirement on this business in terms of their pension fund, their pension contributions, and to now be living in the fear that they may not get their pension, I think is ethically wrong. Even more so, what was wrong was the fact that actually prior to this, in the summer of last year, summer of 2017, the company actually voted a dividend and their directors actually got bonuses. How can you give someone a bonus on a company that quite evidently hasn't got cash and is losing money? Really, what goes, on, what goes in the mind of these people when they're running their business? And you think about it, you've got 20,000 employees, but it isn't just the employees that you have. It's your contractors. So they had so many subcontractors that they, were, that they had working for them. And a lot of the stories that are now coming out of the press is that many of these companies are owed 600000 to a million from Carillion for work they've already completed. But there is absolutely no guarantee now that any money is going to come their way. In fact, recent reports suggest that actually the creditor's status of Carillion is going to be that you get one penny in a pound. How do businesses out there actually survive that? Now, there'll be one or two out there that have got strong enough cash reserves, a strong enough balance sheet, they'll be able to weather the storm. Will it damage the business? Yep, absolutely. But what about all the businesses out there that can't weather that storm? It's going to send them under. I just think it's an absolute disgrace. And yes, we pick on Carillion, but Carillion are not the only company doing this. I mean, you think about it in your business. Do you supply one of these really big multinational firms. I'm sure you do. Ask yourself the question, are these companies doing to you what Carillion did to many of their suppliers by stretching payment terms to 120 days? I mean, what kind of ship behaviour is that? I tell you what, you come and do the work for me and I'll pay you 120 days later. I mean, most of these companies need the money once they've done the job, not 120 days later. And when you think about it, this kind of behaviour really needs to stop. 
I remember once upon a time I had a client, had a fantastic architectural business, worked for Tesco's. And Tesco's were probably the most awful company to be a contractor for. Their payment terms were shit, absolutely appalling. We're talking about, yeah, 120 days, even longer than that. But not only that, when they did the work, these people would bitch and moan about the invoices. And they would be throwing in queries. I wouldn't mind if they were justified queries. But it was just delay tactics, so they didn't have to pay. Unfortunately, what happened is my client ran out of cash. And to this day, guess what? Tesco still haven't settled. The company went into administration and they're still playing delay tactics. And really, as business owners, you have got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice who you work with. You've got to make a choice who you partner with. You've got to do your due diligence on the people. Sometimes these big contracts where they say, you know what, we're going to give you this much money, it's all going to be happy, and you think, oh yes, great big contract. A lot of the time, these great big contracts will just shaft you because they have no ethics. I can tell you other companies that sort of where my clients have worked with the bigger people, especially on contract work, and it's like these contractors have absolutely no intention of actually, you know what, honouring their debts honouring the invoices and all they do is they put you into a battle where you've got to justify why you should be paid and they're looking at how they can knock you etc it's just disgusting and my point to all of you would be this what do you need to do to find a great company to go and work with and partner with because i tell you something there's some phenomenal companies out there they have a really high moral compass have a fantastic set of business ethics I've got clients out there that actually get paid within 30 days. I get some companies out there that actually get paid half up front. You've just got to find the companies that want to partner with you, that want to trade with you, and actually make it a win-win. Make it so that you enjoy doing business with them as opposed to resent doing business with them. And again, Carillion has been an example I've used today. They're not the only people that go around shafting people. I remember years ago, the whole story around the BHS. Philip Green had sort of taken out all the profits, managed to strip out all the properties, take his money out of BHS basically, and then sold it for a pound. Knowing full well that what he sold was an absolute pup. And somebody decided, you know what, I can make a quick buck here. They bought it for a pound. They absolutely had no idea how to run a business. And in fact... That guy was just as thick as shit, to be honest with you. But hey, he bought the business. The business goes into administration within sort of 18 months. Again, what happens? Huge pension deficit, which he knew that he was taken on board, had no way of filling it. Thankfully, in this instance, there was enough government pressure on sort of Philip Green that actually out of the 500,000 deficit, I think he put in 300 million, I mean 500 million deficit. He put in 300 million, which was actually the right thing to do. Should have stuck in the whole 500 million, considering that the person's a billionaire. But hey ho, it didn't happen. And really, unless we make a stand, unless we stop providing services to these people, they're always going to think they are able to bully small businesses. So I'm. Um, 
I suppose my message to you is you've got to work with people that are not going to shaft you. Just, just don't jump at every single contract out there that you win because you think, yeah, do you know what? I need the money. How can you change it so that going forward you can be more selective, you can do better due diligence, you can choose the terms you do business with and actually find the people that are going to treat you like decent human beings, that you're going to do a great job for them and they're going to look after you and it's a win-win partnership. Now, if any of you have been sort of affected adversely by the whole Carillion situation, you've got challenges around your business, it's probably going to be around cash flow, how to actually get through it. It may be around the fact that actually the knock is going to be so severe, you need to fold your company, you don't know what to do, you need some advice, etc. We've done it before, we've done it with a number of companies that have been hit like this. Head over to Booker.com, get in contact, let's see who I can put you in contact with that can help you transition through this and start again. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.